This episode is brought to you by Sign Dog Northwest, your source for custom signs, banners, boat names, fleet graphics, and more. Custom design services available. This episode is also brought to you by Merle Inc. They're the premier custom home builder in the Cleelum area and a proud featured home builder in Suncadia Resort and Tumble Creek. Welcome back to The View from the Rock. I'm your host, Rock, and this week we're going to be talking about our favorite concert venues we've been to or we'd like to go to. We're going to be talking about a beer of the week, which is, of course, still non-alcoholic. And we're going to be talking about the top three sports announcers. Swap, how are you doing? I'm doing great. We had a snow event this week and lost two days of school. And no matter how old you are, a snow day is a snow day. Oh, yeah. I had a great week. Plus, we had the Monday off. We had a four-day weekend anyway with the Monday off. And And then then we had had one day of school and then two off and one on and the one that was on was a two-hour late start it was a great week yeah we we almost had a wednesday where it was a late start and early release so it would have been wednesday that would have been a great two-hour day or three-hour day we would have had 28 minute classes with a 30 minute lunch yeah wow that would have been a great day to not have to make up now we have to make it up as a full day as my organ buddy said uh morgan can suck it well it's the the way the calendar works. We're gonna have to go back on a Monday, and that's gonna be a half day. Ooh. Yeah, but you never want to have that single day. Yeah. hanging out there on a Monday in June. Well, yeah. I mean, it's kind of what happened with our our holiday break too for winter break, and we had Monday, and we Tuesday. have a three day Memorial Day weekend instead of four. Yes, but snow day was I, good. I, yeah, I, I love snow days. It, it, At you're least right. we didn't have freezing rain and just multiple things of ice yeah everywhere so what was uh what were some things you guys did to occupy yourselves on the snow day <laughs> i played pickleball i did too what Where we do played you do pickleball in the middle school and then i also played over at the pavilion um what is the pavilion it's over blackburn pavilion it's the pickleball club and at skagit they have 12 courts you're part of a pickleball club yep played with sign dog and a few others and actually i played three hours today did you really? How'd it go today? It was great. Played with Derek. Derek. Landis. How is he? He's good. He's a great listener, too. He a is. Loyal yes. listener. And he knows that we're uh, broadcasting tonight. That might be a future top three. Top three listeners that also play pickleball. <laughs> you know, I've never played once in my life. Are you doing this on purpose to, like, just get in shape? No, or no just I'm actually, everything that I'm going to be doing with sports is going to be pickleball only. What is that? Like, I'm mean? retired from basketball. So, so like you, you went out on top after we destroyed the middle schoolers? Yeah. Well, that's fine. I can do that okay. for a few more years. Okay. <laughs> but I've been playing. We played summer, and I'm getting back into it. And once basketball season is over, I'll be playing three to four days a week, either in Anacortes or at Skagit. Of pickleball? Yes. It's a really good workout. I was on fire the other day for about 12 minutes, and then I ran out of gas. We played with McCartney's. How is it? Is it? How is it better than like um, wiffle? Not wiffle ball. Um, the one with the shuttlecock, badminton, badminton. Thank and you. And by the way, you cannot say shuttlecock. Why not? In oh, in the PE, middle school. Middle school teacher. No. 
You say birdie. Yeah. The birdie. <laughs> or shuttle. <laughs> we yeah. said that one year, didn't we? Yeah. Or Val said it. You can't. You can't. Yeah. No. And they were just all laughing. Okay. Yeah. So how is it better than badminton? So it's a racket sport. So it's like tennis with a wiffle ball, but it's an underhand serve. They're both racket sports. Okay. How but, is it better? You can well, underhand serve in so badminton. So my two cents worth, everything you do in badminton, every piece of equipment is super light. And it oh. just, there's no, I can't, I can't ever wrap my head around how light the racket is. And in pickleball, you have a paddle yeah. that has some, some girth. Yep. So now paddles are ranging up to three hundred dollars. What? Yeah, yeah. Fiberglass, um, alloys, carbon yeah. fiber. Yep. Yeah. Dang. So there's twelve hundred members at at Skagit now. So you pay thirty five dollars a year, and then you sign up what's called playtime scheduler, and then you just pick times. Like we had a group of eight today, and so we play round robin. So you play with every person as a partner. And you play games. So when you play pickleball, is it always a partner game? Yes. Well, doubles. You can do singles, but now it's majority doubles. And then you're basically, you have a ranking. Oh. So anywhere from like a two to a five. So a five is a pro. Now, do you... This is intense. Oh, there's a lot going on. No, it's the fastest growing sport of anyone over 40. So there's a place in Bellingham called... That's why I don't play it. ...called Volley. And it's indoor. And they have, what, eight courts? Yeah. And they have... And you rent them. They have a bar in there. They have golf simulator. They have cornhole, uh, cornhole, shuffleboard, maybe pool, yeah. darts. I'm so there's honest. a volley in Marysville too, and it, they're su- it's super popular. I, I'm like flabbergasted to find all this out. I had no idea. Well, I, I just if it seemed like to me it was ping pong, where you're actually standing on the board, a giant ping pong board. I mean, kind of. It's very aerobic. Yep. Um, and then I would also say this, it's a sport where a 70 year old can play, you know, young athletic studs like myself and Mr. Morgenthaler yeah. and hold their own. Really? Yeah. yeah. I was going to say that maybe this is pickleball's like shuffleboard for middle-aged people rather than old people. No, it's, and I mean, there's tons of strategy, everything it goes to, goes into it. Wow. So they start, they have, they've had, uh competitions now there's one coming up on espn again with McEnroe and agassi and them they did it there and wasn't there they there, did one yeah. last year and maybe michael chang so this one is going to be with sharapova and another woman uh steffi graf oh oh yeah and so they're doing mixed doubles and they raise money for charity and can you bet on pickleball <laughs> not yet i think but i mean there's tournaments all over there's one the best player in anacortis is steve rutz and you know that because he's on the ranking well he's that. almost a 5-0 so he travels all over the u.s to play in tournaments 5-0 is his ranking or almost his ranking yeah so he's like a 4-5 four, 4-7-5 five, four, five. And, and that's so, that's big time and a 5-0 is pro but is there like a is there a leaderboard where you can see all or he just um, he's maybe told you that's his... at that level but then you so what happens is you go get professionally ranked like you go somewhere Someone is actually watching you. You have to do certain shots and all these things to get your ranking. You have to exhibit skills. Like 19 out of 20 serves. 
I assume that there's a lot of different shots you can hit. Everything. Just yeah. like tennis. It's basically tennis with a wiffle ball. That's and exactly a smaller what court, it is. Right? And a smaller court. Yeah. Well, S Swap would say, I'll be damned. So yeah, you got to get out there. It. Well, now Mr. B played a little, uh, Learner. Yeah. And I've seen you on the basketball court now based on that staff game. And I think the, the agility and nimble qualities that you have would translate wow. tremendously onto the pickleball court. Yeah. We're going to get you out there. Yeah. We they, need to get Mr. Josh Johnston out there too, but he says no. No, he's he's a sneaky athlete though. Yeah. Oh, he's an elite athlete. Yeah. But he also doesn't like to do things that are popular. Well, he would probably be intrigued. Yes, it does. It it he'd be intrigued by volley because they have beer right there. Yes. Like okay. you can So you're standing there and when you're if you're like sitting out, there's a pitcher of beer. <laughs> But it's it's more of a workout. It's I was not like say, you can, I don't that's know. for fun. That's like yeah. a fun. Like we like I'm done and then I'd have a beer. Well, so we tried and so we were playing with Neil Cloakey. Okay. He's I mean, a good athlete, so he must be pretty good. No, he's 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 working on it. Okay. He's so, emerging. Yeah. I have something to admit though. I'm one of the worst tennis players you could ever meet. Do you think that's going to be an issue with me playing no. pickleball? No. No, the paddle is the head of the tennis racket is further away from your hand than the head of the paddle is. So hand eye coordination is mitigated a bit. Yeah, well, mm, hmm. okay, we'll see. I'll, I mean, I'll give it a try. Yeah. And we'll play after school sometime in the, uh, in the gym. Yeah. If you okay. need a paddle, there's like 25 dillers in, yes. the, in the PE storage. Because we do eighth grade as a pick, mini pickleball unit. Oh. So, yeah. It's a whole new world. Yeah. So what else we got? Well, you know, there's the last two weeks been a giant shockwave sent through Seattle sports with uh, Pete Carroll um, essentially being fired, but no one's wanting to call it that. And um, not long after that, then uh, DeBoer leaves. Trader. Yeah. <sighs> you know. It's the world we live in. I understand it. I just really still makes me upset. He's, I think he's DeBoer, over his head. Uh, he's going to be 68 years old, retired from coaching, sitting on his couch and saying to himself, I never should have left Washington. Yeah. Who do you he think would be? He would be the next Don James. Yeah. If he stayed here. It's true. He's yeah. He's giving that up. Now the question is who's going to have a better Alabama coaching career, him or Mike price. Uh, um, it's already him because he's lasted longer than five days. <laughs> Correct. I would say that Price is ahead of him. Price <laughs> might because of what he did. Yeah, he went out you in could, style, right? <laughs> I mean, if you're going to go down in flames, go down in flames. <laughs> and we'll let the listeners Google what he yeah, did. Google. Yes, it. he went to UTEP after that. Is that right? He did, and he uh, he would come out of the tunnel with a like a miner's pick because they're the miners. Yeah, it was kind of cool. Nice. Yeah. Love I'm a, I'm a v- emotionally um, done right now with the Huskies. Well, so what do you think about their new coach choice? I think it was the best hire available, and I'm still I'm just not emotionally invested right now at all. I'm just waiting and seeing. But I've heard great things from everybody. Jed, I just didn't Jed know. Fish, by I the didn't, way. Yeah, I didn't know his background before Arizona. So he's coached under Belichick, Harbaugh, Pete Carroll. I might even be missing somebody in there. So he was a quarterback coach for uh, Seattle, 2010. And he's Correct. a visor guy. 
And Matt Hasselbeck was the quarterback at that time. Yeah. He's also coached under Mike Shanahan as well. Wow. Hey, so can he's you an think, offensive guru, but can you think of uh, other coaches that have been visor guys? Wasn't Sarkeesian? Oh, Spurrier. yeah. Uh, Spurrier. Well, the, he's the a Spurrier old ball coach. Guy. Yeah. That's where he was he a GA. He got his start as a visor guy. Yeah. There's some other good visor guys out there. Isn't Lincoln Riley a visor guy? Oh, Lane geez. Kiffin is. Oh, Lane Kiffin. <laughs> is, uh, uh, I'm starting to talk myself out of him after I said Lane Kiffin. Whew. Wow. That's not, that's not good. So we'll wait and see. I'm I mean, just, I'm just pissed off. Yeah. It's, you know, we're a spurned lover at this point. We, uh, our girlfriends dumped us because, um, some attractive buff man winked at our girlfriend and they were like, peace out. Wearing a cardigan and from Sea Home. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Hell hath no fury. You know, uh, so I had something pretty funny. I was at a coaching clinic this weekend happen. And uh, what sport? So this was cross country and track and field. And uh, someone's give someone from Sea Home. I don't want to name them, but it's obvious who I'm talking about. Was talking about how all the sports right now are successful at Seaham and how that just <laughs> legitimate. Wait, wait for it. That just legitimizes that. Like, it's not just that their cross country team is good because all the other sports are bad. So he, they start to list off like the girls swim. They go through all of them, and then they get to the end, and they go, and then there's football. Maybe they'll figure it out one day. <laughs> what about basketball? Oh, they just got worked the other day. He didn't mention basketball either. We put up a hundred burger on them. What happened? We did. They didn't show up. Oh, we were. We almost forgot about that. I know. With all that's well, gone on, we put up a hundred burger against Sea Home. Yeah, it was awesome. It really was. Dude, they they didn't even they. I mean, they didn't even come off the bus. The amazing part of that was it was running clock. The it, the uh for five minutes of the third quarter and all the fourth. Yeah, and we, we still put got up one hundred and twenty. Yeah. That's the most points in Anacortes history. 100? Yep. So 93 was the old record in 1974. Now, how do you know this? Knutson. Okay. And no three-point line. Well. Wow. So that was Monty Burkle's senior year. I was looking at a box score on Monty Twitter. Monty Burkle. Correct. Wow. Speaking of no three-point line, I was looking at a box score on Twitter. Pete Maravich scoring 68 in an NBA game with no three-pointer. Yeah. That's crazy. We're all over the map hey, right now. Hey, so bringing it back to destroying CM, because that's one of our best conversations we enjoy talking about. Um, are they actually good this year? And they just couldn't they're, figure it out? You or? know, they're middle of the pack in the standings. So they shouldn't have gotten beat by like 60. No, no. they they know. No, well, I was going to say no offense, but it's Seahome. They, they quit competing. Yeah, so, they were done in early in the first quarter. It was 25 to 4. Did we just come out and make every shot? We were, I mean, we were, we're rolling right now. So it was in part that we were playing really well. All the shots were dropping. They gave up. And Brad Jackson just sat there. Former, former Western Washington men's basketball coach, right? Romar assistant. Hall of Famer. Yeah, Romar assistant. I'm pretty sure that he was the coach when I was there and we won a national title with him. Yeah, and I don't. So he's not known. I had my. You know, I liked him a little bit until I played at Skagit, and he came down to look at another guy from Lower Columbia, and I worked him. I had like twenty and fifteen boards, 
And my coach goes up to Brad. He's like, what do you think of Morgie? Eh, he's too small. Oh, wow. And I'm like, all right, piss off, Brad Jackson. He could have had you, and you would have been the, I would not. It was, you would have been the you know, D2 just, Charles just, Barkley. That's just like a pipe dream because I was, I was too small, but I was still pissed off. Two it's things just, can be true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, uh, do we have anything else to talk about there? No, uh, no shout-outs, no mailbag, nothing like that before we progress on to our We got a big game coming up genre. Wednesday at Linden. Yeah, that's always a big one. It's not going to be the last time we play Linden, but it is the first time we – we're going to play them this year. And how is their season going, Linden's? They're 12 and 3, just like us. Okay. They're ranked fourth in state. We're ranked fifth. And they're undefeated in league. So it's a big one. It's always, you know what they say lock up the women and children when Ann Cordes and Linden get together. So it's I, probably going to be. I haven't heard that one before. Oh, yeah. It's, it, it won't be sold out for a Wednesday. No, Linden's gym is huge. Yeah. And mm. we're not going to travel a bunch of kids. No. I was going to say something. I just don't know if it's PC enough. Probably not. Okay. I'll filter myself. It ha- you could imagine. It was based upon what Swap said, and I was going to say something about Cedar Woolley, so I'm going to hold back. Um, so I also saw Cedar Crest. They're ranked number one in state. Yeah. They're good. They haven't lost. Are they? they have. So they're actually good. They've lost two games. Okay. They lose I mean, to Mount Lake Terrace. Yeah. And they beat us. They did. They have eight seniors. And they're Ooh. good. Any like one good kid or a couple mm. or just a good team? But they have a couple kids that used to go to Cedar Crest and then thought they were really good, went to Eastside Catholic as sophomores and juniors and were not playing. And since they live in Cedar Crest, they can come back and they don't have to sit out. You know because who they remind Eastside me of? Catholic was private. Yeah. You know who they remind me of a little bit is uh, Seaholm last year. Yeah. Because Seaholm last year had eight seniors. Yeah, they're good. We played down there. They're physical. I, like they have size. Yeah. They're long. They Multiple guys can shoot. They make you work for it. Very but experienced. They're yeah. They're like, good. That's tough. When you have every starter as a senior, you know. But we were up four or five with like four minutes left in the game. We've been up every game the whole year. At some point. In the yeah. Oh, halftime for sure on every game. Oh, wow. Huge win up at Lennon Christian last Saturday. Yeah. So what happened there? We play well. They not play well. We're we're just better. It was a great high school basketball game. They're good. That's the best way. They're ranked second for one A. They they were undefeated. I think that's the second time we've ever beaten Linden Christian at Linden Christian Mm -hmm. ever. Now, did we talk about best sports venues like stadiums? Because I feel like we somehow we're talking about that at one point. We have not. I don't think so. Linden Christian's gym is that. Is that pretty cool? Like, is it stacked up? It is, like but old it's style? just, it's, I can't imagine. It doesn't seat a ton of people. No, it's, it's a cracker box. Yeah. It's a cool gym. It's just smaller. And like, I cannot imagine when they play Linden how, how they fit everybody in there. And there's a lot of old timers in there. Yeah. Like, there's, you go to a Linden Christian game and um, half the crowd is like 60 and over. Yeah. And they probably sit in the same seat that they always sit in. And they probably all won a state championship in 1940. <laughs> yes. So yeah. they have a kid going to Eastern for football, okay. and he's a man. Caden like, Stewart. Okay. And then their other guy, um, what was his name, Swap? The blonde kid? The big blonde kid? Yeah. Right? Yeah. He's, he's a football guy, too. 
Go, going somewhere. And good guards and just muscular kids. Dykstras. It was a really, really good win for us. Dykstras. They're good. Yeah. I mean, I it's going to be them always, and Zilla in 1A. There's always some sort of Dykstras or whatever. Yeah. A lot of Dutch names. They're always good. Wouldn't that be, I mean, allocation-wise or uh, classification-wise, we're like not that far off from 1A. They always, they everyone in the state thinks that they should go up. Them and Kings. I think that every private school should just play each other and not play all the public schools. I think some states do that. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So because they're even though their enrollment is a one A enrollment, but their sport, their basketball and football, or basketball is always good. Yeah. I mean, Seattle Prep's like a one A enrollment, but they play what three A? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Archbishop's a one A enrollment. Yeah. They play two A. There you go. There we go. So, Morgie, you want to tell us about this best concert venues this week, talking about musical genre? So we were, we were looking into it, and someone mentioned best concert venues that you've been to or would like to go to, not the concert in general, the venue. Yeah. So then we thought, well, that would be pretty cool. So then when we think about it, like thinking about – First off, I thought about the best venues that I've ever been to to watch a concert. And then after that, I thought about, okay, where would be somewhere that I would like to go that I know my fr- a few of my friends have been that is a great place to see a venue. And most of these best, well, not necessarily, but like my number one best venue to see a show is the Gorge. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I mean, and there's people that we know that have never been there that live here. In this state, that's shocking. They must not like going to concerts. Is that if that's the case. maybe? Uh, I mean, most of my seminal memories of my music going experience took place at the Gorge, where the the sun is setting, the wind is coming off the Columbia River, and it's you know it was ninety during the day, and you're listening to a concert of a band that at the time was probably not that big, but at this point now they are. Like I remember watching <clears throat> well now i'm not even gonna remember their name um yeah no their name escapes me <laughs> but um th- they eventually <laughs> became big time i'll think of it here in a second so where does the gorge like if, if you ask just joe I, american where does the gorge rank in the pantheon of concert venues i think they rank them in the top three to five do they yeah Hey, Mumford and Son. That's who it was. Oh, I'll be damned. Yeah. And they weren't even the main stage. Just a little side stage. Yeah. No one really heard of them. My friend's like, hey, they're really good. We should go listen to them. Sure. Huh. I've probably seen 15 shows there. So when you go to a show there, is it normally like a one one night show, just that show, not like multi-day? I went to Lollapalooza one year, and that was the multi-stage show, but... um, like we saw the Breeders, Green Day, Smashing Pumpkins, Beastie Boys, uh, George Clinton and the P Funk Band. All of those were on the main stage, and we just watched that. And if you're not listeners, if you're not familiar with the Gorge Amphitheater, so it, it's an amphitheater. You know, it's built into the the hillside right there, right above the Columbia. Uh, if you were going to it, you would, I believe, go through George Washington. Yeah. Right before George, you turn, you turn left. Okay. You cross the river there at Vantage, and then you go up 
the deal, and then there's a left. I think it's, I want to say it's Silica Road. And it's like 50 minutes from Ellensburg. Yeah. Or 30 from Moses Lake. And maybe that's why some people that we know have not been there. Is It's a little bit of a chore. It's not as straightforward as just going to Climate Pledge. And parking's a nightmare Oh, when you get out. Always takes a long time. So we were late, like a few minutes late to the Lollapalooza coming from Anacortes. And we parked and ran in because I wanted to see Green Day. This is 1995. And then we got out at like 11 or midnight. And we have no idea where our car is (laughs) because there's 25,000 people. So we walked around and finally I got pissed and sat down. And we sat for a half hour and waited for people to leave. And then we could find the car. It was just, we didn't really look, and it wasn't marked back then as much yeah. as it is now. But now you can take a shuttle. Like I went with Sign Dog from Ellensburg, took a shuttle. Didn't know you could do that. And they picked us up and dropped us off. Saw so, a tool there. That, I mean, that's a game changer. Or you just drive to Moses Lake and get a hotel room. Well, aren't there also some places you can stay? Isn't there like a place called the Cave or something like that? Cave B. Cave B. And then there's a little campground that they converted that has like eight RVs and tents, and you can that's booked all summer. Well, and you can stay at Crescent Bar, too, which is just across. And they have shuttles from Crescent Bar. Yeah, the last time I... Well, I don't know if it was the last time I was in Crescent Bar, but I was in Crescent Bar. Tom Petty was playing the Gorge, and they had a shuttle from the place we were staying at Crescent Bar. I did not go to Tom Petty. I wish I would have gone to see Tom Petty. So I saw him, not at the Gorge, in 1991. In, I think it was, it might have been Key Arena then. I was going to say the Coliseum, same building, uh, second row. Mm. So when you think about another venue, I've only been to Climate Pledge once, and it was nice. Yeah. And that was when we saw KISS. Yeah. No, I, I was going to say Climate Pledge. I don't know now if all the big arenas like Climate Pledge are that nice. Supposedly, people say, the musicians say that Climate Pledge is one of the nicest in the nation. Really? Yeah. So I haven't been in it for a concert, been in for a cracking game, and it seems like it would be a really great venue. Like the seating seems really close. Everyone's got that nice angle they're viewing it at. Um, the lighting setup inside is already really great. I mean, when you go to a Kraken game, they've got a live band that's always playing up above. Uh, so you get a little bit of that feel. But then also I feel like when they first got Climate Pledge going, Coldplay did a show there and they streamed it live on Amazon. And that was, I mean, I don't normally watch concerts on TV. I know you guys do that. But like watching it there, that was a cool concert to see. Like it, it made me want to go there. Um, I should probably watch more concerts on TV because I probably wish to like them. But um, I'm trying to think of other places that in the state have a unique experience that's outside. Like we got White River Amphitheater, but like that's it's not. We've I've been only been there once. Yeah, we saw Black it, Crows there. It's okay, it was yeah, it was it wasn't great, but I mean, I it was a great show, but I don't think of that as in a great venue. What about uh, smaller venues? Any smaller yeah. venues so, you guys can think uh, well, of? I lived in Portland for 12 years, and there are a couple in there that... So the Schnitz is downtown Portland. Can and you say that again? The Schnitz. Like S-C-H-I-N-I-T-Z. Yes. Correct. And it's kind of like uh, Benny Roll Hall. Benny Royal or, Hall? Yes. Cool. So it's it's kind of like an opera house type where... Yeah. 
It's got theater seating, so it only holds 2,000. So they have like the first main level, and then you sit behind and you, you look up and like the second level is above you a little bit. Uh-huh. And then they have the third level. So I saw Pearl Jam there, Kelly, and it was amazing. We were 10th row. And then I saw Tool there. A great show. I mean, amazing. I love the venue. How many I mean, do you think it seats? Uh, 2,200. Yeah. So isn't that sort of like the, um, like there's one in Seattle. Paramount? Yeah. The yeah. Paramount. It's kind of like those types of, those are great venues. Yeah, but it's a different atmosphere. You don't want, I mean, it's not like you're going to be seated. You're standing though. But a lot of people, most of the people are standing in the, unless you wanted to sit up above, but I was standing the whole time. But you're not like elbow to elbow, no. smashed up in front. Like no, you're no, standing, no. but at your seat. I think the newer versions now, there's no more mosh pits. Like going to Pearl Jam, when you're in the front row, you're, you have seats and you can either sit down or stand. There's no one like pushing up on you. Yeah. But if you go to what, um, the Showbox or the Showbox Soto, those are still like that, right? Yeah. There's it, no, like yeah. if they're really small venues, yeah. like one of my favorite small venues is the, um, <laughs> I almost said the White Buffalo. Uh, I meant the Buffalo. In Bellingham. The, the oh, buff. yeah. Yeah. The I've never buff. been there. Oh, we it's saw great. Lanigan Lanigan. Oh, yeah. It's super intimate. And Mount Baker Theater. Dark. Yeah, Mount Baker Theater. Saw Pearl De- Jam was there in 2000. I saw Death Cab there. So it's, it's a cool venue. So there's a couple, two smaller ones. Um, La Luna, which doesn't exist anymore in Portland, but I saw Audio Slave there twice. That holds about 2,000, and there's no seats. I'm so jealous every time you tell me you've seen Audio Slave. Um, and I saw Seven Mary Three there twice. And it was so it was so fun. And we actually got to party backstage with Seven Mary Three. Cumbersome. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. So uh, I just Seven got rocked. Have you listened yet? No, I told you I was going to listen. I know. I didn't. What about... Um, Queens of the Stone Age. I've heard them before. What Wait. was the other one we were texting Rush to listen to or Rock to listen to? Rush. Not Rush. You just said Rush. I wow. I know. It was a Is Freudian that in your slip. mind? That's no, like a Freudian Bush. slip. So I was thinking Bush. of Bush. He, he despises Rush, and so he calls me that. I see. I understand. No, Bush is, yeah, 16 stone. So who is Bush was with this to, summer? They're with, uh, is that oh, what we're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we were texting July? about. Um, yeah. Oh. Candlebox. Oh, three doors down, yeah. maybe. And Jerry Candle- Cantrell. Cantrell. I would like to see Cantrell. Yeah. Bush is not on my bucket list, but I'd but like to see Cantrell. Did you listen to some Bush when we were talking about it? Like that yeah. album was actually really good. There, there, it's there's more. If I went to a Bush concert, there probably would be songs where I'd be like, oh yeah, I forgot Bush played this. So that feels sort of like a knockoff Nirvana. Well, that was right after like when grunge was super hot. Yeah. So this is 1995. To 97 is when Bush was on fire. Okay. And Gavin Rossdale was like, everyone's loved him. And then he was married to Gwen Stefani. Ooh. Oh, wow. So they have, yeah, they were married for like 15 years. So back to the venues, Ruck mentioned the Showbox. I think that's a really cool yeah. smaller venue. Um, we saw the White Buffalo there yep. a little over a year ago. Uh, another one we haven't talked about, uh, Chateau Saint-Michel in Woodenville. Yeah is re- really nice. They play they probably play stuff that you guys wouldn't like there. I saw I saw Kenny Loggins there. Uh how could you not like Kenny Loggins? Well, so I loved Kenny Loggins, but I don't need to see him again. <laughs> but you know who I did see there that was incredible was the Gypsy Kings. Hmm. Do they play a sort of uh this sounds stupid now that I'm saying it. 
a sort of like gypsy sounding music. <laughs> gypsy music? <laughs> well, Can like, we say that? Uh, um, let's move on. <laughs> I believe they, I, they're Spanish speaking, but I believe they're from France. Okay. So I have one more in Portland. It's called uh, the Crystal Ballroom. That's, okay, I was going to ask you about that. Because every time I look at a show that's going to be going through Portland, I feel yeah. like it's going through there. And so they, um, when they built the Crystal Ballroom, they put tires underneath the floor. So it's bouncy. Ooh, Ooh. bouncy house. So like you're, you can kind of like, you're like, oh, I can, my vertical's a little higher in here. That would be a great place to mosh then. So I've, saw, I've seen a few there shows. Um, Pepper, who's like a, they're from Hawaii. They're kind of like a sublime-ish type. Okay. And then Slightly Stupid. So they're from San Diego. There are a lot of horns in there, but it's... Yeah, I've heard them. Slightly yeah. Stupid. So Pe- Pepper, I've seen them actually five times. Oh, wow. They're really good. I'll so, be damned. I'll check it out. Add it to my list. But it's the Crystal Ballroom is is pretty cool. So what is the one where we saw the White Buffalo in Portland? Was That that was not the Crystal Ballroom. That was not. I do not know where that is or cannot remember the name <laughs> of that place. Just because it's we've never... <laughs> that's the first time I've ever been there. <laughs> it was something ballroom. But yes, not crystal ballroom. But it ballroom. was not crystal ballroom. Okay. Yeah. It was a something ballroom. Yes. So for you Portland listeners, what is the other ballroom that is not the crystal ballroom? And it was on the east side. Yeah. And uh, where would a listener send that sort of information to us? Probably our mailbag, right? I would say our Gmail account, theviewfromtherock at gmail.com, That's where right. you can send answers to those questions or questions you might have, as well as suggestions for our podcast. Which... You know, we kind of forgot in the beginning. We were going to talk about something that was suggested to us, I think, didn't we? A little bit from Roscoe. Yeah, we'll have to come back to that maybe right after the beer of the week. So That's real quick, idea. there is there any venues that you have heard of that you would like to go to? Because I have one. Yeah, I have one as well. It's probably the same as you. So Red Rocks. Red Me Rocks. Too. Yeah. Same. And that's in Colorado, correct? Yeah. Yes. I know someone recently that went there. Super steep, like amphitheater, inclined into it. And, you know, each step is your seating area. So it's a giant step up. Um, but I've heard it's just unlike any venue you can yeah. go to. Road trip. Yeah. I would like to go see uh, Pearl Jam and Wrigley. That'd be cool. So they're playing there into the summer. So I went to a Cubs game four years ago at Wrigley, obviously, and had a breakfast buffet at a barbecue place across the street from Wrigley, and all they played was Pearl Jam music. Yeah. You know, listeners, if you've never been to Wrigley Field, never taken in a game there, never went to Wrigleyville right near it, that's an opportunity that you're missing out on. It's such a great experience there. I love it. And I would like to see that they played at Fenway too. That'd be cool. Yeah, Fenway's a bucket list for me. Never been. Hollywood Bowl? Yeah, I was wondering about that. Oh, yeah. Is that in Florida? No, it's Hollywood, L.A. Well, there's a there's a. a I'm sorry, because Tool just played last night in Hollywood, Florida. Oh, I'll okay. be damned. So they're no. making the rounds. Yeah. So Hollywood Bowl, I believe, is like an amphitheater, right? Yeah. Uh, Kiss played there right before they were in Seattle. Okay. But you haven't been? No, no. That's that's on my want to see. Then maybe uh, Madison Square Garden. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I don't. Nothing's. Coming to mind, I know when I was looking up 
online there were a bunch of ones that were listed in the uk i mean obviously there's like the sydney opera house um i don't know if i would consider it a venue so much like uh the one that's out in the middle of the desert in california um, where they do burning man yeah burning man i mean is that really a venue well this year they got stuck yeah everybody got trench foot <laughs> they couldn't get out it was so muddy who was who was oh, who we know someone show? that goes to burning man we do <laughs> do yeah. you know ruck uh i don't know we'll tell I you do. at the next break okay <laughs> <laughs> you will not guess uh you know i don't i don't know if this venue exists but i would love to have a venue that's sort of like field of dreams where it's just in the middle of like the field of corn that'd be cool uh, i mean it's that would be i guess woodstock-esque but i don't think there's any sort of places i'm aware of that have that same Woodstock type feel. Now, if we've all seen the documentaries recently about what a S show, some of the recent concerts were there. If they uh, brought one back, same venue, like is that a place you'd want to go? I assume you guys haven't been to Woodstock before. Is that even a possibility? I don't know. I, I think it would be a nightmare to get in and out of there now. After watching that documentary. Grandpa Bill Oof. lived right there. Yeah. He almost went to Woodstock. That would have been on that would have been crazy amazing. You ever watched like the movie of that? No. It's it's pretty cool. Like the documentary of yeah. the original one? Yeah. Yeah. I mean it was a who's who of Rock. How did Legends. they get in there? They just drove them in? I don't know. It was nineteen sixty nine. Did they what'd they do then? I don't know. It's a long time ago. Dude, it was Love and Peace, man. That'll conquer anything. You get any concert on Love and Peace. Oh. Right? Man. Well, you guys have anything else you want to add in there before we hey, go to Hey, anybody else, if you've seen a show a overseas, let us know. Yeah, and if you hear of any good concerts coming up this summer, I'm always looking. Um, send them our way. For sure. Well, uh, I think that's going to take us to our break. When we return from our break, we're going to be talking about our beer of the week from Groovy, spelled G-R-U-V-I. And then we're going to hopefully remember to also talk about Maybe what our rules are on rooting for teams at this time of the year when we don't have our own teams playing. Welcome back to The View from The Rock. And right now, we're going to be getting to our Beer of the Week. Uh, Some of you may remember or some of you may know, we have some members of our crew that are trying to better themselves in the new year a little 90 day cleanse uh, which involves no partaking of libations so we're trying some non-alcoholic beverages and last week what did we have we had athletic brewings um ipa i forget what one it is i know it's not the hazy one and we thought it was pretty good right i thought it was really good i actually bought some more and have been slowly going through a six-pack of Athletic IPA. Really? Yeah. And then they have, I think I mentioned this in the last one, they have a dark beer, and they call it Athletic Dark Beer. And it's pretty good. Is it like a Guinness? Um, It's t- it, uh, more like, not quite like a Guinness. I'm not even sure what to, it tastes a little bit like an amber, but it's just dark colored. Okay. It's I good. know there's a couple listeners that don't like this segment right now. Because it's not on call. Yeah. Well, you know, so they, they're welcome to. They gave uh, us a, 
ride the magic carpet and try some non-alcoholic beers. We had one loyal listener say, you know what? Just do cheese of the week. Yeah. I actually do really like that idea. I I love that idea. But right now I'm kind of... Not cheese. Cheese. I'm doing hard hard cheese. So just Parmesan? Yeah. I still have a nice block of it. And every once in a while, just to to, uh, slake, I think is the word I'm looking for, my... Maybe that only applies to thirst, but to satiate. Yes, my satisfy my hunger. I'll have a nice bart bite or bart. I'll have a nice bite of hard cheese. So see, I uh, I am no cheese at all. I think you can have hard cheese. I've decided. I've just chosen not to. Wow, I'm just choosing to not be on a cleanse, even though I should be. And uh, and you've already drank real beer. Yeah, I never said I wouldn't. Okay, I know. I just was. I, I probably went like 10 days, and honestly, I felt really great. And I had some beer yesterday, and now I feel less great. So there you go. The date today but, is the 20th? Yes, the day after the 19th. So I was well, going to say... I, I didn't know what day it was. That's why I asked. <laughs> yeah. Well, I told you like 30 minutes ago. <laughs> well, that was 30 minutes ago. <laughs> so getting back to the cheese topic, um, you know, the great part about when you live by yourself is you don't need to cut it off. You can just bite right into that block. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then when just someone like, comes over, they'll never know. <laughs> well, if people come over. Just like George Costanza. I was just going to say, wasn't yeah. there an episode oh, where yeah. he had a big block of cheddar that he was just biting off of? Yeah. He's got his New York Knicks shorts on. His shirt is off. And I believe that this is the Summer of George episode where yeah. um, he's going to taste the fruits and let the juices run down his chin. I'm having having some mic troubles here for swap. My microphone thinks I'm five foot four. (laughs) And every time I make it my height, it tips over. Hey, swap. Will you line it up with one of the legs? So then it, you know, it won't do that. So speaking of, um, I've been getting back into that. I got into that document or the discovery channel with the, uh, Little guy wrestling. Oh, okay. We never asked you about the the midget wrestling. Or what is it called? Little guy? No, it's little guy's almost worse. Ah. So it's it's in a town in Tennessee that Dolly Parton made famous. Is it called like midget maulers? No, I'll need to look I, I'll need to I need to look it up. But there's been two little episodes. guy grapplers. Have you watched them? Yeah, both of them. And I have it recorded. It's on Wednesday nights um on Discovery or Tuesday nights. I can't resist. I'm going to Google. Well, while you wrestling. Google that while I talk about the beer of the week. Oh, perfect. So this is the groovy golden ale lager, and their slogan is make every moment a little more groovy. Ooh. So this golden lager has been awarded the gold medal for non-alcoholic beer at the 2022 World Beer Cup Awards. Woohoo! Can't wait. While fancy and ultra hoppy flavor profiles have their place in the world of beer, sometimes you just want something classic, classic and familiar. That's why we created the Golden Lager, a crushable beer that's light, crisp, and perfectly balanced. Did you read the back of this? Maybe you should read it for us. Um, I feel like I'm getting an eye test right now. I agree. Oh, do you want me to read it for yeah, you? Yeah, can you read it for me? The part that starts with make every moment. No, I said that. Whether. The part below okay. that. Whether you're already discovered, uh, whether you've already discovered the life hack of enjoying a great brew. <laughs> you're doing it to me. Without a hangover. No. 
No, Swap sometimes does things that I just can't look at him. Otherwise, I'm going to start laughing. And he put the beer as far out as his arm could reach so he could maybe see it. So I'm going to turn my body away from him. The life hack of enjoying a great brew without a hangover or this is your first sip. You are in on our secret. Now you can enjoy a cold one or six and still have a damn good time. So goodbye, FOMO. We're here to enjoy all of life and challenge you to do the same. I'll admit that font sucks, and that's why it's really hard to read. I it's, found it hard to read. It's not just the size, it's the shape. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Allegedly. <laughs> oh, we have glasses. Dude, my poor sucks. Swap doesn't get one. I don't need one. Wait, what? Why is there stuff? No, in that's this? not a glass for you. That's my <laughs> second glass. I was gonna tell you. Oh gosh. You guys don't like glasses, so I just that false. Every single time I say I'll take one. Okay, sorry. What the that's hell's fine. going on right now? Okay. You know what? That's that's not bad. That's not bad at all. I think it's really freaking good. Would you say it's groovy? So the thing that I really like about this is it actually is a really similar taste to Rainier. I was just going to say. But it doesn't, this more than any of the non-alcoholic beers is, I've tried, it doesn't have that weird after flavor. Yeah. I think. It I tastes think it's like a groovy. beer. <laughs> you should keep saying that. So, Mr. Morgenthaler, what would you pair, I've already thought about it. What would you pair this with? <laughs> I think a nice... Uh, Maybe summertime, a little lingcod. Ooh, how would, how do, how would you prepare your? Well, lingcod? the lingcod would not be um, like battered or deep fried like we normally would. Maybe um, steamed. We just actually did some steamed halibut this week. So so halibut is very tough to cook because ninety percent of people overcook it. There's not a lot of fat in it, right? No, it's, just, and it's flaky. Yeah. So you want to kind of undercook it a little, yeah. So, uh, so I think you'd want to sear it the outside. Well, we just uh, so you wrap it in foil. I mean, you season it how you want. So we steamed it for like six minutes. So steaming means you basically put in a foil pouch and you put it on direct or indirect heat. So or direct heat, but you're boiling. There's like three to four inches of water in the pan. Mm-hmm. And then you ha- there's a plate over the top that you c- a steaming plate that you can put put it on. Is this a special plate or just a plate? A special plate. It's like a steaming um, plate. So like how you would steam vegetables. Okay. Similar. Um, and then we actually added a little uh, ginger soy sauce. Ooh. And then sprinkled a little parsley. For garnish, garnish, okay. like a nice garnish. There were a lot of hand motions. If we had video, I think, I think that was straight Morgie hand motions. It was. There were a lot of hand motions there, describing a lot of things that were curved. I'm starting to branch out a little in the Morgie household to cook more. Oh yeah, yeah. So I I made my first ever chicken marsala last week, and it Ooh. was freaking good. No. Like I got ones from the, all the family members. Remind me, chicken marsala is sort of like a, is that onion, mushroom, wine, no onion. sauce? No onion. Mushroom. Shallots. 
Shout, yes, and Marsala wine, okay. and then heavy cream. And Marsala wine is a pretty sweet wine. Yeah. Right? And it was super easy. Yeah. And it's, I mean, Brennan loved it. He ate four meals of it already, and it was good. Yeah. So you can substitute the heavy cream with half and half, I learned. Ooh. To be healthier? Yeah. Maybe we should do a cooking episode. That's a great idea. You know I love to cook. Yeah, Ruck's a great cook. cook. And yeah. I'm, it was, so I'm starting to help out a little and cook more. It's about time you pull your weight in the Morgenthaler household. Because wintertime is not a lot of barbecuing. No. No. I am going to try to smoke some ribs tomorrow, though. We'll see how that goes. Because there's still snow on the ground. What's the occasion? Um, Sunday. Uh, yeah, because I've got time to smoke something. Yeah. I've never done ribs before. And so I bought some and remind me, do you have a new smoker? Well, I just use my Weber kettle and I actually bought a new appliance for it about a month ago. So it's like stainless steel, about it's a half moon and it's got a grate at the bottom. It's got a little water tray that a lot of hand motions right now. (laughs) It keeps the heat from the meat and and then that the way. heat from the meat. <laughs> Man, some of these one-liners tonight. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, then you can cook it slow and low and, um, yeah, smoke so it. So are you going to do a, like a dry brine or? It's currently dry brining. Okay. Yes. I'll be damned. In the fridge, open. Yeah. Nice. Should be good, but I could totally screw it up because I tried this on my my for my first time on a brisket and it was pretty bad. So, long story short, I think we feel good about this beer. Yeah. Love it. I like this. And this is you get this on Amazon. Yep, you can order this on Amazon. I bought it and it came with this one and two others, a nitro stout and a juicy IPA, which I think we'll try also at some point on the podcast. So, I have found in the last couple of weeks that you can buy non-alcoholic beer at our favorite beer store. Rosario Market on commercial. Oh, really? Yeah. They have the athletic. And then when I bought that, uh, the worker there, who we saw at the casino last night, uh, told me that they have some other ones back in the other cooler. The other cooler? Yeah. Like the one you got to walk into? Lagunita is the hop water, too. The hop water I just tried a little while ago. That's amazing. Yeah. That's almost like a refreshing there summer was There was something... Thing. Um, is it like Seattle refined or something on King five? You know how they do like that after the news Mm -hmm. and they're what's becoming popular is non-alcoholic bars. That's what I've heard in Seattle where they have spirits, wine and beer. That's all non-alcoholic. So I think, um, we need to get some spirits on here eventually and try some. I saw, is it Danny Trejo, the actor? The guy who uh, was in, has been in things? Yeah. Yeah, that guy. I think he's got his own tequila, but it's, he's got tequila, but he's also got non-alcoholic tequila. So do you think we can try this for the next podcast? I think we can make that happen because I've seen it on Amazon. Let's put our heads together here. Take take some shots. 48 hours. Are we going to try to do some fancy things with tequila? Well. Or non-alcoholic tequila. Maybe next week we do non-alcoholic spirits. Yeah. Okay. I'm, but I'm down. Like I said, sometimes these are a gateway drug. It's true. <laughs> but, you know, I think we've said this before. 
it's really nice how low the calories are. Like this is only sixty calories. Hey, I'm going to give a live update here for oh, the, for those of us that that are here live. This is a live update. You're going to be listening to this podcast for our listening audience. It will not be a live update. The 49ers just went ahead, twenty four twenty one. There is a minute seven left. So that kind of leads into our next topic. Do the Packers or so the if the Packers score the a touchdown? Um, they win, and the over is covered. So right now, I need the score <laughs> to stay the same and Jordan Love to pass for less than approximately 40 yards on this drive. So is that going to be your your main rooting interest? Because I think it's an interesting topic when you don't have your own team in the playoffs at this point, like, say, the Seahawks. Who do you root for and why? So in this case, you're going to root for the Niners because you need the bet to, to hit if for them to win, basically? Well, I don't bet enough money to trump my personal rooting interests. If the 49ers were to hang on, I would win a small amount of money. But my number one rule for betting or for, for rooting for a team when my team is not in the playoffs is to root against the team I hate the most. Yes. And the team I hate the most is the 49ers. And I second that. And then the Cowboys. Yes. Well, so, yeah. So, obviously, worst-case scenario would be from the NFC Championship if it had been the Cowboys and the 49ers. But, thankfully, the Cowboys, who are who we thought they were, and they choked. So, don't have to worry about that. And they they kept uh, McCarthy. Did you see the rant on ESPN no. from Stephen A.? Well, I could imagine. Stephen well, no, A. just about how, how would – I mean, I would love to be a Cowboy coach. Because you can do whatever you want and still not get fired. But he is the winningest coach regular season in the last three years. Yeah. And zero in the playoffs. So I think it's obvious. Like one of the big things when we're trying to figure out who to root for is who are the teams you hate and you root against them. Whoever is going to play them. But then you get to games like last week, you got Rams-Lions. Now, I I don't really like the Rams either, but I hate the Niners more. So I was rooting for the Lions. But I like that. It's it's a feel-good story. Okay, but say this next game is going to be Lions-Bucks. Who are you going to root for? I'm rooting for the Lions just because, like, you see these people that are, let's say, 35. Yeah. They've never seen a playoff win in their life. So in other words, priority number one is the teams we hate lose. Number two is the good storyline, which is normally rooting for the biggest underdog. Yeah. So, like, was it 25 years since they'd won a playoff game? Correct. Okay. Yeah. And, I mean, think about that. I mean, how how lucky and fortunate are our kids, Swap? Yeah. Their entire life, they've known Pete Carroll. Yeah. As the Seahawks coach. That's Com- it. Compared to being a Mariner fan. Yeah. Well, it is funny. Like, when I grew up, most of my growing up life, the Seahawks were terrible. However, was it 2005 when we went to the Super Bowl against the Steelers? Mm-hmm. So 35 years, we had nothing. But the last 18, we went to the Super Bowl three times. And so I, I can kind of appreciate both. Like, that's a big deal. But so like somebody, I'm rooting like, for the Lions. Like, Rowan is 13 years old. Yeah. All he knows is winning. Right. Except for the Mariners. That's so, a different story. We need to talk about that on a different day because they're a train wreck. Dude. Yeah. I don't. They're a train wreck, but I don't think they're going to be bad. Their pitching's too they good. They could be better. I know. That's that's the that's the <sighs> see, we're talking about it now. 
That's why Let's just talk about it him. now. <laughs> they should be better. This is their window. Yeah. They have the best young pitching in baseball. But don't you think that if they just keep winning 53% of their games, they'll eventually win a World Series? But listen, Sorry, 54%. Oh, yeah. Jerry can suck it. <laughs> he, he can't say the right thing to save his ass. But look at what Schneider said. I was going to say, yeah. such a dichotomy. Oh, it's like, that's exactly what you want to hear. We're not good enough. We're going to get better. Yeah. And he's just saying, well, thank you. You, you should be saying You should thanks. be thanking me. Yeah. We're doing like, the right thank thing. thank you. Suck it. Basically, yeah. fans, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm God's gift to you, where Schneider said, we underachieved. We didn't do well enough. And yeah. that's why we're here. And Pete Carroll's not on our team anymore. So I root for the Lions because I like their coach. Yeah. So if you have to pick a team that you want to win the Super Bowl at this point this year, Lions? I think Lions. Oh, that would be great. I just, the NFL would hate it. Why? Just because it's not one of the big market teams well, yeah. or big players. Yeah. I mean, they want Niners, Ravens. Ugh. That, I might not even watch. I don't want either of those teams to well, win. Well, and who's, yeah, and the halftime show is who? Usher. Mrs. Swap's a big fan. Yeah, so is my wife. Uh, Post Malone is going to sing God Bless America. And then Reba is going to sing the national anthem. They're trying to hit every demographic. <laughs> well, because well, is there a they're toe running out in there? of time. I need a toe tapper. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so I think we've solved for the fans and for, for us. Uh, the teams that you should be rooting for are basically whoever's playing the teams you hate. And then after that, the best underdog story of the playoffs. So hopefully the Lions play whatever is the worst team from the AFC. That's what I'm hoping for. So I don't want them to play the Ravens. Do you want an update on the game? <sighs> yes. Niners are kneeling down. No. It's over. Yep. Uh, love through an interception. He's under 240 yards, under 224 and yards. And you cover because you got the under. I got the under. So you won, but the Niners won. Um, I'm going to go home and celebrate that I won tens of dollars tonight <laughs> are we ready to go top yeah three let's do this so we're gonna get into the top three this week our top three is top three sports and answers and let me just say guys i had oh actually before we get to that the show that we were trying to figure out with the midget wrestlers was originally called half pint oh. brawlers but now <laughs> But now yes. the new incarnation is called Big Little Brawlers. Yes, Big Little Brawlers. Okay. So the more you know. And there's a guy, a wrestler named Psycho. I want to see that guy <laughs> And he wrestle. is, um, wrestles his girlfriend. And then she has to quit because of, they have to worry about they get hurt too much. There's some guys that like, if they fall bad, they could die. Oh, Is right. his girlfriend also a... A wrestler. Then it's uh, her name is Pink Chocolate, I think. No, yes. what? <laughs> and so she just spoiler alert. She just quit because her daughter, their daughter, is more important. And her mom and dad used to wrestle. Her dad was on WWE as like a, a full size person. No, <laughs> can you imagine being a kid? And your parents are named Psycho and Pink Chocolate. I, I love that they have a realization on the ch the show that the child that we have is more important than this. And only on a TV show would that occur. Oh, man. Yeah. There's so, so much I want to say. 
So I'm looking forward to the weekly updates about the big little brawlers from you. I, 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 I will be, I'm, I'm going to be, yes. Oh. So um, moving back to our <laughs> top three sports announcers. I had a lot of trouble with this, and I'm just going to tell you, what I wrote down, I think I'm already going to change, and there's going to be a lot of people that we probably need to mention as honorable mention. Do we want to get some of the honorable mention out of the way first or do that at the end? Well, let's do it at the end because some of my honorable mention might get mentioned in well, top threes. Okay, and I think probably it's a spoiler too. So does anyone feel led to lead us? I'm happy to do it unless someone else wants to get their number three done. Um, I can start. Do it. Keith Jackson. Number three, when I see a big college football game, Keith Jackson's voice is in my head. Yeah, I still think about it. Yeah, it was, he was, and he was the master of not saying very much. I appreciate that so much. Just to, I mean, his one liners. Wonelli. Yeah. Well, and did, isn't he the one that really gave the Rose Bowl its name, the granddaddy of them all? Whether he did or not, nobody says it better than him. Yeah. He just, you know, man, a few words, great voice, iconic voice. Yeah. He was college football. I, I might have a tear in my eye right now. I definitely, when I think about my early memories of waking up to the, Rose of Par- the Parade of Roses, and then you've got the lead up to the game, and then you know it's about to go down because he says... And this is the granddaddy of them all, the Rose Bowl. I, I love Keith Jackson. I was really torn about whether he should be my three or not. But just for variety's sake, I won't go. I went, my top three are homers for me because they're just where we live. Yeah. So you would all, I mean, if you were a listener and you, you would know. So my number three is Bob Rondo. Yeah. And just legendary Husky broadcaster. Um, just when we would score... You know, and how he would say touchdown Washington mm-hmm. was iconic. And when we grew up, not every game was on TV. Yeah. So, so we listened to the radio. Yeah. I listened to a little radio a lot in the 80s. A lot. Because a lot of times we were hunting. Mm-hmm. And so Saturday we'd come back from hunting and listen to it on the radio. Remember how good we were? And then UCLA, like the mid 80s. Yeah. So Bob Rondo. And he, what? Three years ago? Retired? Yeah. And the guy they have now is good. Tony? Yeah. Is it Castriani or Castriano? Something like that. Sounds him and, him and uh, Cleveland. Yep. They're great. Yeah. Boy, you guys, I'm already I'm making changes right now in this very moment. So the person who I've written down is three. Now not on the list anymore. Um, someone who I don't even have written down here is now going to be my number two, which means... My number three is Dick Vitale. Ooh. I I love Dickie B. Dickie V. He uh like when I think about March Madness and him saying baby at the end of everything, when mm-hmm. him he's talking about uh PT peers. Is that did, did I get that? Primetime players. When he's talking about diaper dandies, like that is just like all the stuff that I think about when I think about college basketball. And I love college basketball. Yeah. That, that's one of the that's a weird sport in that no one watches that much college basketball until we get to the final or the, the like the tournament. It used to be different. Remember, uh, remember we, Big I Monday? Do. I mean, I watch it sometimes, but it's not like 
um, it's not like football. No, I know, but it's like, not, like it's changed though. It has, but like if it like I'm the it's on ESPN on Big East or SEC. Like I, I'm watching it. But do you remember back in the but day, only Big Monday? Oh yeah, Big Monday. What's Big Monday? So it'd be on ESPN. They'd have Big East to play on Mondays. Yeah, and the Big East was like guys that play four years. Yeah. It was just better back in the day, but now I—I I mean, if there's nothing else on, I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm just turning it on ESPN to watch basketball. So not even if it's a local team, correct? Okay, it's just—it's just on. I'll watch you dub or Gonzaga, but that's about it. And even then, questionable. So yeah, I love Dickie V, and he's a Duke homer, and I don't like Duke. I don't like Duke either. So that you know, it's just funny how he always was a Coach K guy. I love Dickie V too. I think. He was better in the beginning. Well, he's old now. I know, but I mean, he's been there for a long time. So I always thought he was a lot, but at the same time, he was very authentic. Oh, yeah. And you he know? cares so much yeah. about those kids. And and I think there's something to be said about someone that brings more attention to your sport in a positive way. For sure. And he absolutely does that. And especially with uh, there's the probably a, Foundation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like when he says, "Are you serious?" <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of people out there who probably don't watch much sports, but would be familiar with some of his calls. And I like his team, like his announcements at the end of the year, like like you said, diaper dandies, his Roll, Royals Royce, yeah, like all the he's got all these top fives, yeah. Okay, okay, my number two, my number one and two, I'm deciding right on the. Right on the spot here. Number two, I'm going to go Dave Niehaus. That's mine as well. That's mine too. Oh, my oh, goodness. wow. Great minds. <laughs> so that's a regional thing. But he was really good. Like, aside from just being local, he was really good. And just so many years, the Mariners sucked growing up. And he still made it worth listening. And like you were talking about listening to the radio, I remember being a kid, there were maybe 15 Mariner games on TV all year. And I had a little transistor radio. About the size of my iPhone, and I would lay in bed and listen to the Mariner game, and Dave Niehaus every night. My grandparents never had a TV, so he listened to every game on the radio: Seahawks, Sonics, Mariners. Yeah, and he wouldn't come to his relatives' houses to watch. He would just listen and lay on the couch. So I'd go up there sometimes and just listen to Niehaus on the radio. And baseball, you know, baseball announcers. So oh yeah, it's, it's so so important because there's so much time to talk they're great I, listen to a game on the radio for baseball is awesome yeah i agree i mean rick riz does a great job so when i think about the sorry state of the mariners franchise that we were just talking about earlier the only memories that i really cherish very much are a lot from my childhood where you know it was um Ken Griffey's rounding third like those kind of ones when edgar hits the ball into left field or just you know the Bring out the rye bread and mustard, grandma's grand salami time. Like those, that's le- those that's legend. legendary yeah. calls from him are the ones that, to me, is Mariners baseball. Um, that's why for me, I had to realize he was definitely number two for me. Yeah. So he was your number two as he well. He was. Yeah. Everything you said. So are we back to number one now for me? <laughs> yeah. We're back to number one. You want one of us to go instead for you? No, I'll go again. Because my number our, one is not your number one. No. What? Or maybe me and you. I think we might have the same. Okay. So my number one is Vin Scully. Okay. So Dodgers announcer for 50 years. 
You can fact check that for me. Or maybe. But would do he'd do the World Series on TV and just he was the perfect baseball announcer, really well read, a learned man, um, and could just talk about a number of topics and just just go on and on, like almost like it was scripted, but it was off the top of his head and just spoke so beautifully. I think of him and I think of eighty eight. Yeah. Gibson. Yeah. And he was doing the call too. He was, and that was another one where if you listen to that call, he didn't he didn't say a lot. Kind of like we were talking about with yeah. Keith Jackson. Yeah. But it was just perfect. Oh yeah. His voice is I mean, once he starts talking, you know. So, I would say if you're a baseball fan, ninety percent of people would immediately know his voice. If you like just pulled up some random Dodgers game from the sixties and just listened to it, you would just feel peaceful. It sounded he spoke like poetry. So, 67 years, oh he was the announcer God. for the Brooklyn and Los Angeles Dodgers. Can so, it's imagine? crazy to think that he went with the team. Yeah. And he just, what, two years ago? Gave it up? Uh, it wasn't 2016. 2016. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, he, yeah, so he, he died... Like two years ago. Okay. That, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. All right. Morgenthaler, what's uh, yours? My number one is just Sonic legend Kevin Calabro. Oh, yeah. I mean, just growing up, God, he was so good. Get on that magic carpet and ride. Like, just if you watch the old Sean Kemp dunks. Yeah. Remember the one when he went up on Alton Lister and then just, like, yes, struck him out. <laughs> And just hearing him, like it was hard for me and the Oregon boys when he went to the Blazers. Oh, man. Like two years ago. Yeah. It's weird because, you know, we don't have our team right now. And now he's on the Blazer broadcast. And, but he was so good. And he was with Marcus Johnson. Oh, and Marcus yeah. Johnson was so good. Oh, man. They were good. Those are the glory years. I know. So, do you think he would leave the Blazers immediately? Yeah. I think we're two to three years away. Should have happened already. Yep. So another signature call of his, good golly, Miss Molly. Right? Oh, yeah. And he had so many nicknames that he gave to players. Like, I'm pretty sure all these are from him. Like, Bones. Remember who Bones was? Brent Berry. Yeah. No, Bones was, he was in college. Okay. So he was an Oregon State guy. And the reason why I know that is my good buddy from Morgan went to Oregon State with him. Phenom- phenomenal dunker. Yeah, Tony Rockland. So regardless Rocky. of whether he gave them all of these, I know some of them he did give these. He was really good at using these all the time. So like uh, Sam Perkins, Big, Big Smooth. Big Smooth. Yep. Um, the Hawk. Hersey Hawkins. Yep. Mac-10 or Mr. Sonic, either one. McMillan. Uh, yeah. Yep. Um, Rain Man. Slick. Slick Watts. Was, well, but he wasn't around when Slick was playing, right? Yeah, he was pre-Calabro. Do you yeah. remember who the announcer was before Calabro? Um, was it Lenny? Bob Blackburn. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Uh, one that I think is really good that I think was all him. Remember Reggie Evans? Yep. Mm. Great rebounder. Remember what he called mm. him? No. The Collector. Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just think about all the Sonics times, like X-Men. I'm my, he's one of my favorites of all time. I mean, that poster is still sitting in the gym or in the locker room. X-Man cometh. 
The X-Man was crazy. Yeah. You know, I, I got to meet him, and he threw me his wristband. I still have it. Wow. It, wow. So, obviously, like you are kind of saying before, him going to the Blazers, like, it makes me sad that we lost him, but then to have to lose him to, at the time, the team that was kind of our rival was brutal. Uh, I actually met him one time. I was in Vegas walking down the sidewalk, and he's walking towards us, and I'm with my friend. He goes, hey, that's Kevin Calabro. And I was like, yeah, it is. I was like, hey, Kevin. And I put my hand out and he shook it and we were like you know That's said some awesome. stuff to him and he was super nice like hey appreciate you guys sort of a thing kevin claver also my number one. Oh, that was your number one yeah also. Yeah. yeah so i have one guy that's not you would not even know but you might know now because he's on pack 12 um he was our radio guy at pacific his name's rich burke oh really yeah and now he does he does like he did the beaver games he does the hops he does all of the Pac-12 games, a lot of them, and he's he he was the second runner up or runner up for the Cardinal job. Oh, really? Yeah, like eight years ago. So, who else do we have in the uh, honorable mention category for announcers? So, Gus Johnson almost made it. For yeah, yeah. he does good. a lot of screaming. Um, oh, for he better is so or worse, good. He, I think he's so good. He, he's good. He can nail the the atmosphere of the moment so well that there's pandemonium and if you he, listen, he adds to if it. you listen to his call for isaiah thomas in the pac-12 tournament it's yeah. one of my greatest oh, greatest sports bumps. memories he's got some good ones too of like uh gonzaga against yukon as well john madden yeah oh yeah definitely um, um i like mike breen a lot nba announcer for yeah. espn okay bang oh yeah you so, know someone nailed a three um back in the 80s sunday mornings nba Tommy so, Heinsohn oh. and Dick Stockton. Yeah. Ooh. Or even the NFL. Who was who was the uh, Vern Lundquist? Yes. That's another one. Yeah. But, um was it Dick Enberg? Well, he was too, but who was with Madden for a while? Oh Pat Summerall. Yes. Yeah. Summerall yeah. was great. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys were old school. I know. Yeah. And you know, one guy that I like in the golf world is uh Flaherty. Okay. okay. Do you know him at all? A little bit. I don't watch much. I golf. think he's Irish. He's more of a color guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. But he's got a funny show and right. So I've got an honorable mention, super controversial pick here, but I love him. Bill Walton. I agree. Now here's what I'll say. <laughs> Zero. I think that Bill <laughs> Walton, if you want to uh, conference of champions <laughs> five thousand times. Drink every time he says Conference of Champions. If you just want to watch a game and be entertained, and you don't really care if they talk <sighs> about the game, you're you're going to be entertained by it. Oh, him. he is but, out there. But he but might his, not tell you much about the actual game itself. His 30 for 30 is amazing, though. Yeah, and he was an amazing basketball yeah, player. Yeah, he was. Same day I saw Kevin Calabro, I also saw uh, Bill Walden in person. Yeah, I've seen him in he, too. He is like... His back is parallel to the ground. Oh, I bet. And he had this little tiny backpack on. It, it looked painful. He's like an old. No, dinosaur. he's off. Yeah. I mean, how many surgeries? I mean, he had to quit the blazer, or, and he was. They they thought he was faking. Remember? Yeah. His feet and his feet and his injuries. Mm. You got Oof. anyone else for honorable mention? I feel like I had someone that was rattling around the oh, brain. Oh, I'm sure we'll think of somebody as soon as we're point. off the air. Do we want to even get into announcers we don't like, or is that a future top three? That's that's definitely a future top three, I would say. Um, you, uh, I know who you don't like. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll save it. I we know. don't want to waste yeah, good material. We will. 
you might be hearing him this summer at the Olympics. Oh, oh God. What? Oh. oh, no, no, no. You're not talking about Mike Trico. No. Okay. Then I know Old who you're talking school. about. No, I know who you're talking about. Oh. I understand. Can't stand him. He loves himself too much. Oh. Is I mean, around now? You know, yeah. Okay. Well, hey, listeners, um, you can let us know if we left someone out who's a great sportscaster or if you have some more rules that we should follow for picking teams that we're going to root for when we get to the postseason. Or if you have a non-alcoholic beer that you think we should try, or if there's any venues that you think we should have mentioned as far as great venues to see a concert that you've been to or want to go to, um, send those to the view from the rock at gmail.com. Until next time, stay safe. Yeah, I hear Josh never left enough good packages.